everyone, and welcome to another edition of Maroon and Bold. This is season four, episode three. I'm the C- Central Michigan Life Sports Editor, Mackenzie Sanderson. I'm here with my assistant, Dylan Getz. And hey, today, hey, hey. we're going to talk to you about football. Um, we're going to preview Syracuse a little bit because they're playing Syracuse on Saturday. And then we're going to wrap it up with um, the rest of the weekend sports that are going on this weekend because there are a lot of them. Let's dive right into football, Dylan. So football, they're taking on, you know, looking to get their third win against Syracuse this weekend. They're in the Carrier Dome. It's a hard place to play. Uh, Actually, (laughs) a little tidbit, um, going into practice, actually, yesterday morning, uh, the team was blasting through their speakers, you know, like crowd noises through their speakers. I guess somebody, you know, one of the assistant coaches or something must have looked up, like, on YouTube, uh, crowd noises, and they yep. were just blasting it. So they were trying to get prepared to, you know, play in a dome instead of, you know, all their games so far have been outside, of course. It was so. weird. I, I walked, I was at the gate of Kelly Shorts and walking down, and I'm like, are there people in the stands yeah. watching this practice? What is going on? Yeah, and, but yeah. <laughs> it was just a recording on a loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. They're just preparing. echoing <laughs> through campus, just crowd noises, which which that's that's good. Uh, it might get the, get the guys ready to play in the dome, of course. Um, they have some pretty pretty big injuries to discuss after last week. They got the win against Kansas. Shane Morris was unbelievable. Five touchdowns, over 400 yards passing. I think it was 27 for 38 or something like that. Yeah. Um, just just a career game. Um, and another guy, Chapman, who we're gonna go, who we're gonna touch on a little bit later, also had a career game. Um. They really blew Kansas out, and I don't think many of us. Yeah, they many of us didn't expect that because of the Rhode Island performance the week before. I mean, triple overtime to beat a FCS team. You know, you're kind of expecting a little bit more. You know, Um, we we didn't. It was a whole new team really this week against Kansas, and they hope they can bring that same team against Syracuse. Uh, Going into the injuries a little bit, Kenzie, can you talk about? it's two receivers, Willis and Childress. So, what can you say about you know how that's going to hurt them? Um, I, I honestly think it's going to hurt them a lot. Um, it's actually kind of devastating. We got three leading receivers, and two of them are out with injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Willis, it seemed. Let's talk about Willis a little bit. Um, he had a. We noticed after the game, uh, there was a video on the football Twitter account where yep. they were giving Willis the game ball, and he grabbed it with his good good hand because. <laughs> His other hand was wrapped up. Yeah. So um, you talked to Bonamigo a little bit about Willis. Yeah, uh, what did had, he have to say about that? We talked to him a little bit. He said uh, mm-hmm. he's going to be out for around four weeks. That's what Bonamigo kind of um, – that's the kind of timetable that he gave us. You know, with wide receivers, it's really touchy because, you know, with a with a fractured hand, that that's what it's officially uh, called um, – with a fractured hand, it's you know it's tough to catch the balls, of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if this is something that needs to be, this is something that Cullen Lawson actually, one of our football reporter, let me know yesterday was that if this is something that needs a little bit more time, he's willing to give Willis more time to heal. Um, we all knew something was up after uh, Willis, you know, picked up the game ball with one hand and the other one was in a cast. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody is kind of looking forward to see seeing what happens, seeing if he was going to be all right, if he was going to keep playing. But it's looking looking like he's going to be out for around a month. Uh, Childress, on the other hand, yeah, <laughs> his that, was really unfortunate. Mackenzie, that's you can some go different in. news. Um, <laughs> so last week against Kansas, uh, they were all celebrating a touchdown 
and Childress came down on his leg. He, somebody, two of his teammates helped him off the field, and then he never returned. So um, yesterday, actually, I'm a sports management minor, so I have a class with Childress because I think he's a sports management major mm-hmm, or something. Um, but we got a class together, and he hobbled in on crutches. And so I was asking him a little bit about that. Um, he tore his ACL. He had an MRI yesterday, but I, I knew that wasn't promising as soon as he told me it was the ACL because yeah. that's that's a big injury. Yeah, uh, so. when when Bono talked about it this morning, you know, he was adamant that there was significant damage. He said he's going to need surgery, so yeah. he's he's going to be out for at least a season. And isn't that just a terrible way to go out? You know, you're yeah. celebrating a touchdown, you know, spirits are high, and then you just you know you feel it rip. <laughs> that that's not that's not a not a good way to go out. I mean, I can just. I just feel bad for him, really. I mean, yeah, I tweeted it out this morning, and uh, everyone keeps saying he pulled a Stefan. Yeah, was it was Stefan Tullett, who, yeah, yeah. who did it for the Lions after, you know, I think it was the first game of the season, uh, not this year, of course, but last year. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. It might have been the first game of the season. Anyway, he got his first sack of the year, went to go celebrate, and, you know, blew out his knee. So, yep. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was done for the year, of course, and you know after that he was kind of pushed out of the Lions organization. But um, yeah, that's such an unfortunate, unfortunate way to you know go out. Um, one more thing about Willis actually is Andy Gleason, who is one of our actually our volleyball reporter yep, yep. Uh, on the sports desk. He said uh, he was just casually talking to Willis the other day. You know, saw him around campus and said uh, <laughs> Willis said. That if Cooper Rush was still the quarterback, then he would still be able to play. He was just joking around, which I thought was pretty funny. He said, uh, you know, Cooper Rush really kind of lofted it to him. And, you know, he said Shane really slings him in there, which is, you know, it's been good so far. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was kind of funny, you know, just joking around about it. Uh, Willis, he's always a really upbeat, funny guy. He's a fun interview. Yeah, always. he is. Um, <laughs> you know, I can just see him now just praising Cooper Rush. And, Man, he was a real good quarterback. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he he's a funny guy. So I can only wish for the best for him. But Childress is out for the season. Willis is out, you know, for at least probably a month. Conklin, actually, there's an update on Tyler Conklin who broke his foot uh, in training camp. He was um, walking today without a boot. Yeah, he did not have a boot on. He was walking. You know, it was pretty slow, of course. Uh, Still. <laughs> but bad. he wasn't, like, limping too bad or anything. It actually it, it looked like there was some improvement. Um, and Bonamigo said that he has a medical appointment on this coming Monday, so there will be um, an update an- an- after another Monday. update um, then. But – he, they're hopeful that he's going to be back this season helping the guys out at the end of the year. Yeah, he was walking around. I actually overheard him uh, when I was at practice earlier uh, yesterday morning. Um, he was walking around. Somebody said, oh, you look good, Conklin. He said, I feel good. So yeah. that's that's promising. I yeah, that, that is really good. Um, you know, I think he was in the, in the boot for, I would only say, like three weeks. We probably saw him in the boot, which is significant. Yeah. You know, like a broken foot, you'd expect to be. You'd expect to be in that boot for a little bit longer than that, but. Um, we hope it's going good for him, and we'll we'll update you guys next time. But the next thing to kind of look at here is who's going to replace him. We talked a little bit about Ward, Jonathan Ward, running back. Um, he lined up at wide receiver against Kansas multiple times. One mm-hmm. of his catches would it was crazy, like a diving catch and getting hit from behind and like twenty yards down the center of the field. It, it looked like he was a receiver out there, um, and Bonamigo didn't know how defenses were going to treat him. Um, as a receiver, or as a running back, you know, like bring a safety over. Uh, it's gonna be a 
interesting thing to look out for against Syracuse because I think he's only going to get more time out wide because of the injuries that happened. Right, and then with Willis and Childress gone, uh, the last leader on that wide receiver spot, Mm -hmm. it leaves uh, Chapman, Mark Chapman. Um, He actually had a good game against Kansas uh, last week, though. He had three touchdowns. One of them was for 75 yards, Mm -hmm. so he's feeling good. He's pumped up. I don't think there's any uh, necessarily pressure on mm-hmm. him, but it's just going to be kind of like him leading the pack with right. the next man up. And Dylan, talk a little bit about um, who will be those next guys to come yeah, up. Yeah, so you talk a little spots. bit about about Ward. I think Hasbrook, he told me this morning that he was going to uh, probably not only be lining up at tight end, of course, but he's probably going to get a little bit more snaps uh, out wide and just stick to the game plan. Um, you know, next man, next man up. It's pretty cliche, but that's their only choice. Uh, Willis was always that number one guy for them. Then right. it was really Chapman, but Chapman's going to take that number one role, and then Childress was third. So it, they they got to fill those spots pretty quickly. I think they have the they have the talent. They just got to know how to use it. I mean, it's not going to be the same team out there without Childress and Willis because of that spread offense. You're throwing to tons of different guys. Um, uh, Shane Morris, he completed passes to seven different guys against Kansas. So I think it's going to be um, more of the same like that. But they're really going to have to spread the ball to some new, to some you know new new guys on the offense and hope they can do the best. So it's really uh, they don't really have another choice other than next man up, which is which yeah. is just, I I just don't like that. You know, next man up. I, I know what I coach mean, doesn't say that. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's true as, like, cliche as that right, statement right. is. Uh, and I almost feel like instead of, like, um, assuming that the pressure it would be on Chapman, I don't even feel like the pressure would be on any receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a little bit there, but I feel like mostly it's on Morris because yeah. um, throwing the ball to your receiver, you know, that requires a lot of chemistry with that receiver, whether it's on the field or off. And he already right. built that chemistry with Corey Willis. He has it with Chapman. So – I guess it's just going to be a test on uh, Saturday when we see them go against go up against Syracuse, mm-hmm. and we'll see who he has that chemistry with out there. Yeah, we're gonna. It'll be easy to tell for sure because, uh, like I said last time, he had seven different receivers. Um, Shane Morris, really, the pressure's on him. I don't think it's really going to be on one receiver to hold up the whole team, right. of course. But you know, he's going to have to show that he can play with anybody out there. You know, and he's gonna have to give them the ball where they want it, when they want it, and it's really they they might struggle. You know, they might struggle passing in the first half just because that chemistry isn't there. I know, you know, um, Morris has been working with Childress and Willis, uh, you know, since he's been here, so they've developed you know good chemistry. But we're gonna see what happens. I hope that the, he's developed you know good chemistry with everybody else too. Um, you know, he really doesn't have a choice at this point. He's got to have another good game uh, like he did against Kansas for sure. Yeah, especially going up against this Syracuse team. So let's um, let's shift over into preview- previewing Syracuse. Um, there was actually an interesting uh, historic thing. Well, not really historic. I guess yeah, it was like two years ago. Interesting kind of storyline. Um, Mitch Stanizek was a – I think it was this, uh, this was his freshman year. Um, two years ago, they went to the Carrier Dome – Face Syracuse and Eric Dungey, who's also their start, still their starting quarterback. Um, he's a junior. Stanizek is a junior. It was both their freshman year, and Eric Dungey was starting for them in his freshman year. Uh, Dungey was being tackled by a CMU defender from behind while throwing the ball, 
and Stanizak, you know, came up and just, you know, kind of laid him out. Uh, it looked like he, he didn't really have, you know, a chance to adjust, and he apologized after, but he was thrown out of the game for targeting, and there was rumors of, you know, death threats and stuff like that from Syracuse yeah. fans, which is, you know, unbelievable. Uh, you don't see that every time there's a targeting call. But that's going to be something to look out for. I mean, <laughs> Syracuse, they definitely remember that from two years ago. It's the same two guys. Eric Dungey might be playing with a little chip on his shoulder, try to get back at him. Um, that hit knocked him out for the next uh, four games. And that hit, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think you it was could, early in the, early in the day. So yeah, you could see if you watch the video of that hit too, you could see his neck just like oh. completely like twist yeah, around. Was, like he hit him really hard. Yeah, <laughs> so. he, he, yeah, he even got some national attention. People were calling for him to be uh, suspended for a few games. The MAC actually did not suspend him. They thought that the targeting call and not being able to play the rest of the game was enough. He, he apologized to some reporters after the game, but, uh, you know, it was really just a touchy situation. We actually reached out to both of them, uh, both Eric Dungy and Mitch Stanisak, and neither of them, you know, they both declined to comment. So <laughs> there's definitely, it's st- definitely still in their heads, you know, they're thinking about it. You know, just the fact that they did decline to comment, and, you know, it means that they're probably not fully passed it you yeah know, that's that's what I'm thinking as a reporter that's like the one thing when you hear um a decline to comment that's like yeah, kind of your that's like when you point. know it's real yeah. you know like you like this know, is going oh, on this is a touchy subject yeah. they don't want to talk about it obviously yeah. if they're not gonna yeah like in this it. situation <laughs> like both of the guys didn't want to talk about it so you know they're both thinking about it uh you know it's probably gonna affect the way that they go into this game and it's gonna be in their heads while they're out there so uh, that's something to look out for. <laughs> we'll see if Mitch Sands exacts a QB at all. Yep. Uh, yep. That might be a good tweet. We'll uh, see what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Eric Dungey, he's been there. He's started, you know, since his freshman year, so he's really composed. He can run. Uh, they got a really good quarterback. It's going to be kind of a quarterback battle here because um, all the receivers for CMU, well, not all of them, but most of them are out. It's going to be a showdown between Morris and Dungey, really. Yep, so we'll see what happens. Um, is there anything else um, about Syracuse we should probably know heading into this game? Uh, I think we've played them. They're 0-3. We've lost every time we played them since, uh, well, I'm sorry. Syracuse is 1-1. One one. They lost in Middle Tennessee State last week Okay. Um, this season. And then every time that CMU's played them, they've lost, uh, you know, 0-3. Uh, I think the first time that they played was in 1999. So... There's okay. kind of interesting, you know, rivalry type thing brewing since there was fans that, you know, threatened one of the CMU players. Uh, that's got to, they got to be thinking about that. I know Devin Spalding, when I was kind of researching the backstory, Devin Spalding, after after the um, game in 2015, he, he was the one who broke the news, you know, like about the death threats. And, you know, like seconds later, he deleted the tweet. But somebody screenshotted it, thankfully, right? Screenshots oh, yeah. never die. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, it became, you know, pretty big news. Obviously, Mitch, uh, he said, you know, he ignored the comments and stuff like that. But that's it's pretty unbelievable. You know, I, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, you know, wow, this is uncalled for and this is, you know, a mm-hmm. crazy situation. But college football fans, you know, yeah, college you football fans, at his best. And you're you might as well be done. <laughs> yeah, uh, when when Mitch was explaining the situation after that game to reporters, he kind of said, you know, it all happened so fast. Uh, you know, he's going in uh, 
to, you know, sack the quarterback in the first place. You know, it's not like he could really change his momentum or something. Uh, you know, he, he did take a couple steps. Uh, he, we've known in the past that he plays pretty aggressively. So, you know, it definitely, he didn't he didn't go out there and, you know, want to throw him out for the next four games. But I think the call was right for targeting, at least. You know, it was yeah. head-to-head. He led with a crown. So, um, you know, it's just a just an unfortunate situation. But it's something to look out for, for sure. Yep, that's going to be an interesting one. So, um, yeah, make sure you're following our coverage on Facebook and on Twitter at CM Life Sports. And also give our beat reporters a follow, myself and Dylan, and also our beat reporters Colin Logsdon and Andrew McDonald. That game... Um, will be streamed on ESPN three, right? Yeah, well, it's on ACC Network, which oh, okay. is a it's like um, in the ESPN Network family. Oh, I didn't so, know ACC had. Yeah, ACC has their own <laughs> network, guys. Wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. news to me. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it'll be streamed on there. Um, if you can't watch the game, you can follow our coverage on Twitter. We'll be updating you throughout the game. That game is on Saturday at three thirty. Yep, three thirty p.m. kickoff. So everybody, watch out for that. It is in Syracuse. So. In New York, it'd be a fun trip for uh, CMU at least. Yep, <laughs> kind of jealous, but hey. All right, so moving on. Um, this weekend, more than just football going on, we actually got a lot of sports going on this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, cross country is coming back. They had their first meet, I think, about two weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't last weekend, but it was a weekend before. They did pretty well. Uh, you know, they got a couple new coaches there, and it's really just a positive. Um, feeling around that team right now mm-hmm. there's a lot of hope there's a lot of positivity going around with the new coaches so we'll wish the best for them I think women's uh they started the Spartan Invitational at 11 40 a.m yep and then on, the men uh, will follow after that around yep. noon um I I remember doing track in high school and it was kind <laughs> of just like never really a set time for yeah. when things start except for like the very first meet so right. yeah I'll look um, out for that yep yep and then we'll have a reporter on that as well mm-hmm. and then you can also find all that coverage on our twitter page we'll probably be either retweeting them or shouting them out somehow yeah so you can stay followed if you're interested um yep. next we got uh i think field hockey Yep, they're playing at home this weekend on Friday, right? Yeah, yeah Friday. Yes. Um, they're going up against Yale. Field hockey is zero and six right now, so they're still looking for their first win. <laughs> yeah, they're they're looking for their first win. They're looking for their first win per probably you know over over a few months. I mean, they yeah, won. Going I think into it was last season. As yeah. Well okay. So that. so Molly Pulaski, the head coach, was hired not last not before last season, but before the season before. And ever since, you know, like those two years and this year, they've won three games, I'm pretty sure. If not, it's yeah. four or two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if she's on the hot seat, but, I mean, if she's made it this long and, you know, they haven't done much, I mean, I, I can't really imagine. Uh, we'll see what new athletic director uh, Michael, Michael Offer does, yeah. does about that. But, you know, they just struggle and struggle and struggle, and it's just the same excuses. And I think, uh, you know, they're they're just looking for their first one. Just give it to them, please. Yeah. Oh, God. I just. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine those. Yeah. um, Coming up against Yale, it is their second home game of the year. Starts at 3 p.m. 
um, you know, yep, just maybe please. Maybe they'll have some luck in their <laughs> right. home territory. We can only hope the best for the field hockey team. Yeah, they're, um, so they're, if you they're just go not and, doing well. If you want to go and give them some support, um, that game is at, you said, 3 o'clock on Friday? Yeah, 3 o'clock on Friday. All righty. So moving on, we also have volleyball this weekend. They're making a trip to um, – Indiana, Notre Dame, yep. Notre Dame um, for the <laughs> Shamrock Invitational. Um, volleyball is actually doing pretty good so far from what yeah, I can see. Yeah, they're having a great year. Yep. Uh, seven and two. Jordan Beater's really emerged as like a, a leader on that team. Yeah, um, interesting. Jordan Beater is actually from South Bend, yeah. uh, Indiana. So <laughs> she'll be going home, I guess, to go to her away meet. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, I know some of our reporters are touching talking about that earlier. Um, you know, you can probably expect her whole family to be there since they oh, don't yeah, have to make sure, the trip. You know, sure. uh, I'm sure they've been to plenty of CMU games, but hey, I mean, if it's right in your backyard, then you might as well uh, show out. You know, <laughs> um, so that's 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 a good little you know feel good storyline right there. You know, she's going back to her hometown. Uh, should be should be a good tournament for her. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, next up, we got women's soccer at home uh, versus Mount St. Mary's on Saturday. Uh, when does that game start, Kenzie? I, I'm not sure if we checked that one. I think it's in the early afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but they're 4-2-1 and one this year. They drew one game. Um, you know, they're looking pretty good. Palafas is off to a good start, and so is Madison Costner, actually. She has uh, four goals this season. Palafas has three. They got a new goalkeeper because, you know, their goalkeeper last year graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, their new goalkeeper's name is Zoe Reed. She, she's actually uh, talking to Peter McGahey a little bit. Uh, he said that their goalkeeper, Zoe, was the fastest one on the team. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. That, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, she um, in her first game, it was really it was really good. Um, she she didn't she did a good job. She has a few. Uh, I think she has like two or three shutouts this year. Uh, so you know, I think the sky's the limit for her, and um, you know, really this team as a whole, um, they they they're in they're in good hands, I guess. They're yes. in, they're in good feet, right? Yeah, soccer. Feet. Yep, soccer. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, um, the soccer team did uh pretty good last year. Um, they're actually they're really fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see. I didn't really remember much of Madison Costner, but um, I know that Lexi Palafis, she is so yeah. much fun to watch. She's she is amazing. just so I mean, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you go a little, go a little bit into her, uh, you know, play style, she's, uh, I think she's, what, 5'9", something like that, uh, around there. Hold on one sec. Uh, can't find it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, she's one of the bigger girls out there compared to, you know, the rest of the people that play. And she can just do everything you would want out of a striker in the air. She can head the ball. She gets on the end of things, you know, at long balls. Uh, they score from a lot of corners. Yeah. I know, you know, the game that, you know, I went to with a couple of my friends, uh, she she scored. Uh, there was two corners, and she scored both of them, and they were both headers at the back post. So she she can really get up there. And I know McGahey M- just praises her for that. Right. They got a lot of people who can cross the ball in and, you know, give her some good service, but she's really the ideal person to have up there to, you know, just knock everything in. She's always in the right place, and she really knows what she's doing up there. So she's uh, electric to watch. You know, she always plays with as much, you know, energy as she can. The game that we went to, of course, uh, 
you know, she had to come out with like 10 minutes left. She's cramping up, you know, running so hard. So, yeah, she's She's definitely one to look out for on the field, I feel. So, yeah, they're a lot of fun to watch. So if you're in town this weekend, uh, field hockey is at home on Friday. Soccer is at home on Saturday. So support your fellow student athletes. Um, And that's all we got for you today. I am Mackenzie Sanderson, sports editor of Central Michigan Life, signing off with Dylan Getz. Um, my assistant so make sure you're following our coverage on twitter facebook and at cm-life.com and we'll see you next week